Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. So, in an effort to get more listeners, yeah, we'd like you to send this episode to seven of your friends. <gasps> what happens then? You will have good luck for the rest of your life. Wow. But what happens if they don't send it to seven friends? Then Momo the Fart Monster <gasps> will appear in your bed tonight and fart so hard you smell for a whole week. My God. And if you don't send it to seven friends before the week is over, then the Jersey Devil will come to you in the middle of the night and play saxophone while you're sleeping for the rest of your life. Better get to sending. It's Go. spoop hour. <laughs> take that risk yeah send it to seven friends seven friends we'll wait we're assuming you've done it by now okay if you haven't turn off the episode and share it but what if it's not a good episode they're all good episodes every episode of spoop hour is a good episode (laughs) anyway what is spoop hour no one knows it's a paranormal comedy podcast oh my god really hosted by two halloweenies i'm I'm sasha i'm courtney You're in the wrong place. You're one of the hosts. What? 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 As always, find us on social media, the Twitters and the Instagrams. We're uh, at Spoop Hour in both places. In both places. Courtney does well about posting visuals visuals from the episode. Because podcasts are not a visual medium. I went to three wineries with a couple of friends for a birthday, Mm -hmm. and I tripped and fell at one of the wineries and was like, I need life alert. (laughs) And then I was like, oh. We all need life alert. Spoop Hour is so funny. Anyway, Life Alert sponsor us. And then send us... I wonder if Life Alert sponsors podcasts. Oh, we could find out. I know. I'm going to be like, how many downloads do we need before you'll sponsor us Life Alert? <laughs> <laughs> this is how many times I've fallen down the stairs. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the last place we lived together, you fell off a curb and broke both of your ankles. I didn't break them. No, I badly sprained badly them. Badly sprained them. They would have but... healed better if they had been broken. But yes, I wasn't doing anything. I just fell off the curb and badly sprained both of my ankles. Yeah. And they're still fucked up. So, life alert. Please sponsor us. And also Starbucks while we're asking for things. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) email us your stories or your sponsorship ideas. Do you work for life alert? We want to know. Spoophour at gmail.com. And yeah, share scary stories, weird happenings in your life. Especially now that we're in the summer months. If you're going on vacation and you go somewhere spooky, has a cemetery tour, a ghost tour, you stay at a haunted hotel... Tell us about it. Yeah. Did anything creepy happen to you this summer? I know that, you know, October is like spooky season. However, in Japan and in a lot of other Mm -hmm. places, summer is the spooky season, right? It's a good time for ghost stories. So tell us. It's year-round the spooky season on Spoop Hour. On Spoop Hour, it's always spooky season. Support us (laughs) by going out and doing spooky shit. Speaking of spooky shit, did any spooky shit happen to you this week? Not really directly to me, although I did watch a movie that, if you boil down the plot line, is a very us movie. Oh. I watched 2006 Volver, which is the Penelope Cruz movie directed by Pedro Almodovar. He's a Spanish filmmaker. Anyway, it's a movie about I don't want to say too much because I don't want yeah. to give it away. But basically, the ghost of the mom comes back to see people through Ooh. a tough time. And it has murder. It has mystery. It has ghosts. It has supernatural bullshit. And at one point, the ghost of the mom, like Penelope Cruz, just goes like, it smells like farts. It always smelled like farts when mom was around. And they have a jelly <laughs> laugh. And I'm like, oh, man, this was made for me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> So, Bulver, highly recommend. Not a, not, it's not a spooky movie, but it is very good. It's very, okay, good. I like that, <laughs> that kind of movies. What about you? No, so one terrible thing that happened to me today Yay. was that I went out to run errands this morning, and when I got a back, trap. a tiny spider had made a web on the storm door handle. Oop. And I was like, well, I guess I can't get into my house ever I guess again. I'm going to burn it down. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I'm not that scared of spiders. So what ended up happening was I just kind of blew the spider so it would, like, kind of jump off its 
this web and it started like rappelling down and mm. so then I just like karate chopped the thing and the spider like ran away and I was there like you okay go. you can't make your home here um, <laughs> and it was like but I'm gonna but I'm gonna so yesterday <laughs> I went to a bunch of wineries for my friend's birthday mm-hmm. and it, this was like out in the western part of northern Virginia where you needed life but, alert yes yeah where you need life alert and basically out there like once you once you drive past the airport it becomes pretty much middle of nowhere real fast sure. and so we're just in like countryside of Virginia and enjoying the sights, enjoying the sounds, enjoying the smells. We drove past so many cemeteries. Yay. And I was like, how? <laughs> like, just how, how are there this many? Just good. But that wasn't the disturbing part. The disturbing part was at one point us losing the road and ending up literally <laughs> in the field. <laughs> and being like, wait, well, how, how do... Where are we going? Too late now. <laughs> Too late now. Where you so, live. <laughs> so we were just like straight up in the middle of a field. Oops. Where was it here? <laughs> just <laughs> what in the breath of the wild shit? What in the bre- no? Actually, that's literally what Steph said. Was like this. It's like we lost the road. This feels like riding your horse in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Sometimes you get a hint of the road, and other times it's like, okay, we're just gonna make our own road. It seems fine. So we eventually did find the road again. It's fine. <laughs> I did remember. This gives away our topic for the week, though. So Ooh. our topic for the week is spooky chain letters. If you couldn't tell from our intro. <laughs> you don't actually have to send our podcast to seven friends, but we would love it. We won't sick Momo and Jersey Devil on you. We won't, unless you want us to, you weirdos. Anyway, so I did some of my research last night, and then I do my standard, like, spoop hour research cutoff is, like, 9 o'clock, because even though I don't believe in any of this, after 9 o'clock, I'm like... What if? Especially if I'm home alone. So I was like, all right, we've hit my research cutoff. I can't keep reading about spooky shit. But then last night I woke up at like two in the morning because somehow my cat had like rolled me off of my pillow and most of the bed. So I like (laughs) woke up and I was like, what the fuck? And so like while I was trying to like roll myself back to where I went, just the like lizard part of my head was like, one of those chain letters would say that there's a kid in the corner now waiting for you. And then I was very sleepy, so I was just like, fuck off, lizard brain, and went back to sleep. Friday night, I was having a hard time sleeping, even though I was so tired. And so at about 2.30 in the morning, I mm-hmm. went to the living room and just like sat on the couch, and I was going to watch Netflix, but I decided, you know what, I could just roll over and just like lie down and hope that maybe sleep will come. Mm-hmm. So it was like that until after 3 a.m., and then peak witching hour peak witching hour and at some point i guess like the radiator or not radiator but like the ac clicked on mm-hmm. or whatever my heart i woke up like with a start and like i guess i wasn't used to the shadows in the living room because then it was like me pulling the blanket over my head curling into a ball <laughs> and like facing into the couch cushions cuz i was like i'm safe I'm safe. I'm not in danger. They can't I'm get safe. me they under can't blanket. Get me under the blanket. <laughs> Those are the rules. And then last night, Jack had some friends over. Bill and Kara got us a happy face balloon with a party hat. Uh-oh. And I forgot that it was there this morning and saw a giant shadow out of the corner of my eye. And it was scary. And then Jack heard me, like, rustling in the living room. And I turned around real fast to, like, go to his office to try to, like... See if he was there after being spooked by the balloon, mm-hmm. and he was, but he was in the doorway, and I went ah, and he went ah, and we both scared each other, and it was just the most jarring, like I didn't feel safe moment. Well, of like recent memory, I was like fuck. <laughs> so well, <laughs> thank you for jogging my memory. That was I tried to block that. Out You're welcome. Already. All right. So do you want to go first with the history of chain yeah. letters? Because I just have a series of like chain letter stories. Yeah, and so I looked up. Okay, to start, I think all of us have received a chain letter at some point. Yes. If you are a millennial or older, you'll remember getting these as emails in the early, you know, AOL days, Hotmail, Yahoo Mail days. Mail.com. Shout out to my (laughs) Mail.com. Do you remember what your first email address was? Do you still have it? I still have it. Oh, okay. Then don't say it. I won't say it. Yeah. I still have it. I use it now for logins, campaign emails. I have, like four retired emails mm. but my first ever email was teddygirl at mail.com amazing because <laughs> i was like it's like a teddy bear but girl because <laughs> i didn't know the other teddy thing oh no yeah anyway 
Laundry so there was that girl. one. <laughs> then after that, it was Super Sable 13 at MSN.com. Mm. And then I think we got Cox, so then it was Super Sable 13 at Cox.net or whatever. It spells C-O-X for our non-Cox <laughs> No, I upgraded from Teddy Girl to, like, full-on dicks. Full-on dicks. Full-on dicks. Full-on dicks. But yeah, I, my, when I think of, like, chain letters I got, I mostly think of my Mail.com account, but I, because I think that was when we were all still, like, relatively new to email, because that would be, like, 2001, 2002. So we were all so new to the concept of email that we fell for literally everything. Fucking bonsai kittens, and, like, if you don't send this, the girl from the ring is gonna get you, but <laughs> you don't know what the ring is, so you think it's real. Like, all that bullshit. Amazing. So I just remember, like, the mail.com interface circa 2001 when I think of chain letters. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's so that's where, you know, we I think our early memory of it starts. Mm-hmm. Chain letters also, as the name might state, started as letters, like physical things. And these days it's more like memes, you know, retweet this, yeah. share this on Facebook. And then the really annoying ones with the copy paste and like all the emojis, like Ugh. every other word. And you're like, what the, like what in teenage, <laughs> teenage hell is this? What 13 year old or alternatively, what 81 year old wrote this? Right. So <laughs> from Mental Floss says that, you know, obviously history can be unspecific about certain things, especially chronology. Mm-hmm. But one of the earliest examples of a chain letter could possibly be one pertaining to Jesus. Oh. There was a story that basically 55 years after Jesus had been res- resurrected and ascended into heaven, he, via, I guess, some guy named Gabriel, not the Gabriel, not but the, just, not, the, not the Gabriel, but just okay. another Gabriel, authored a letter offering wisdom to his human charges, and okay. the guy hid it under a rock, but like, ex- but told people about it, like, oh, there's this letter under a rock, so people right. go to the rock and, you know, go read it, but then from there, people start making copies and oh, circulating it that way. okay. So, definitely a hoax. Jesus didn't send down a letter or whatever. You don't know that. You don't, you don't that. speak for Jesus. I don't speak for Jesus, but... I do. He didn't. He did <laughs> But as early as... There's, there's copies of this letter telling this story from as early as the mid-1700s. Oh. Where people in mid-1700s were sharing this letter that was like, Jesus sent a letter back to Earth. In 55 and, AD. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it took them until 1700s to figure that out. Was that when like they first did postage? I, you know, I don't know, but that's just, like, an early record that they have of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It could, again, it could, urban legends, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, like, folk like, tall tales. Did you hear about that dude two towns over who found that letter from Jesus? Right. You know, tall tales and all of that definitely were around forever and ever, and people love telling stories, right? But I guess... Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Yeah. But, like, sharing copies of the same letter, Mm -hmm. you know, is probably, you know, a more recent, within the last, you know, three to four hundred years thing. Okay. There's always been this like curiosity about chain letters, people trying to share things where it's like promising, you know, charity, good fortune, good yeah. luck, you know, or bad luck as it were. At one point, there are some groups that actually ended up using this method to raise money mm. by being like, keep sending this and then add to the money and da 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 and like, you know, oh, we, we need, you know, this much money for our group, you know, pass this letter along okay. and see if people send money to that group. Like a GoFundMe. Yeah, basically like a GoFundMe, but via paper. And so that <laughs> continues on, like through the Great Depression even, they had a thing called a send-a-dime effort, oh. where people were urged to send money to a list of name, and then it had a fortune, inc- you know, being like, yeah, you will have good luck if you oh, do this. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of like how it used to be. That's also kind of a fucked up commentary on us as a culture where we're more likely to be like nice to someone, not because it makes us feel good and because it's so a nice thing to do, but because we might get good luck and we might get more. Right. But in, in, you know, more sinister ways, people could also use this to start scams. Oh yeah. So people did a lot of like mail fraud scams this you way. You know, if you want good luck, you should give me $20. Uh-huh. I don't make the rules. <laughs> But these days, you know, they're more scammy, like, you know, share this with 10 friends or else, you know, your dog is going to drop dead. Right. right? And you're like, no, I don't want my dog to drop dead. Or, you know, post this immunity dog to protect you from bad luck. And it also protects you from immune, like, you know, like fake immunity, whatever. Yeah. Where it's like, if you don't send this, then this monster is going to come get you. And it's like, nope, I've got immunity dog protecting me. Yeah. And so, like, basically, it's, 
you know, our chain letters these days will include some kind of story, joke, poem, mm-hmm. scary story, funny story. Yeah. I have got a couple of stupid ones to share with you. I and then you, you said counterpoint, Sasha, all of them all are stupid. All of them are dumb. <laughs> like, I'm sure in 2003 when they were written, they were terrifying. Yep. But oh. in this, the year of our Lord, 2019, where literally everything is a nightmare, it's like, <laughs> this used to scare me. Please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the threats are ma- meant to be part of the joke, even though as like, you know, an 11 year old, these weren't funny to me. No. Right. You're like, oh no. It's like, so scary. It's so scary. What Just, happened to Jane? Again, like, maybe we shouldn't have been watching Murder in Small Town X when we were 11. <laughs> At the same time yeah. as going maybe, on our chain emails. Maybe we shouldn't be sending weird emails to all of our, you know, adolescent friends in the seventh grade. Maybe eh. we shouldn't. But we're stronger for it. I will say, this. we kind of touched on this in our Creepypasta episode, because the Creepypasta is kind of like, even though you still get some chain letters on, like, Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter and wherever else, I feel like the Creepypasta has kind of taken over yep. from the chain letter, or from the chain email, which in its yeah. own way took over from the chain letter mm-hmm. back when it was actually print. Can you imagine spending money on stamps for that bullshit? Right? <laughs> I mean, granted, stamps were only like a nickel, but still. Still. Am I made of nickels? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like that, you can just like easily text a link to someone now. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, oh, did you read this Dear David shit? Oh, right? Exactly. (laughs) So WikiHow has a very convenient article on how to, you know, create your own chain letter. Quick question. Yes. Should we make our own chain letter? We possibly could. Let's see just how far we can get with it. Yeah, let's find out. Yeah. Okay, so step one. Stay tuned for that, y'all. Step one is to understand the format of a chain letter. We'll do that at the end of the episode after we hear all these chain letters. Right. It includes usually a story, a poem, a joke, a recipe, a quiz, or maybe a A bunch of misattributed quotes, a political rant, dire warning, or any combination of the above. The recipe thing really threw me off when I was looking for that story that I told you about. Because I was like, chain letter girlfriend brownie. And it's like, these are my girlfriend's best brownies. It was just like a bunch of chain letters. Like, here's a brownie recipe that I got from a chain email. And I was like, this is not the story I wanted. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, We'll talk about that story later. It's so upsetting. So as... As the chain originator, you're trying to be a jerk and manipulate as many people into passing on this shit as possible. That makes it less fun. I want it in, like, a fun way. Yeah, it's basically, it says, it becomes the attempt to get the reader to copy the message or send it to a specified number of, or as many users as possible. Mm -hmm. So here are some examples they have shared with us. Hit me. This is from Mary. Okay. If you're reading this, you can't stop. Hi, my name is Mary. I'm 15, have long black hair and no nose. I'm in a white dress. And if you don't copy this on five other videos, this is like a YouTube comment. Oh. Um, I will stand behind you with a knife and kill you. But if you do, I'll give you a prize. Doesn't specify what prize. I know. Are just... we talking like Cracker Jack prize or like a good prize? Right. That's going to impact my decision if I would rather be stabbed. Exactly. <laughs> you can come up with a joke or story, right? Okay. Maybe it's like you'll get a free computer from I. IBM. Or like, I got the one, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast before, I got one that was like, Bill Gates is tracking everybody who gets this email, and mm-hmm. so if you forward this to 12 people, that. you're getting like $5 for each person. Yep. And that one did not get me, because even though I was afraid of everything, I knew nothing good could happen. So I was yeah, like, I was I'm not like, sending this. This, this is, seems fake. I was like, why would Bill Gates do this? Yeah, I was like, Bill Gates is busy. There's One, there's no way to track every single person who got that email. Two, if 50 billion people get that email, congrats, everybody gets 20 cents. Right. Exactly, you did the math. Yeah. Here's here's one example. A few years ago, two parents went out for dinner. You <gasps> told this story on Spoop Hour. Oh, have I? Yeah. A few hours later, the babysitter was calling to ask if she could cover up the clown oh, statue the in the kids' clown room. Statue. The father said, "Take the kids and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't have a clown statue. <laughs> the clown statue is really a killer that escaped from jail. If you don't post this letter onto ten videos tonight, the clown will be in your bed at three a.m. with a chainsaw." Well, the clown has gotten around because. I got the clown as like a creepy pasta example, but I guess he's made his way over to YouTube. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then there's you have to find a way to get the reader to spread the message. Sure. Right? And so you have to create some kind of viral trigger. Yeah, so sort of consequence. Don't delete or if you love someone or this is scary, if you don't do whatever, <laughs> this is scary. the following will happen later to you and it'll show like examples of what's gonna happen. Now listen, or you will probably think or, you know, this chain letter, like most 
chain letters is full of crap and does not work. But guess what? You know, like oh, that kind of yeah. thing, right? I never used to believe in chain letters, but I thought, what the heck? And I was shocked. Right, exactly. But you're like, wait, but you're already, wait, you're sending <laughs> this now. So, so you already on. sent it? Yeah. And then you sent the, the logic... email with your note attached to yeah. it? Yeah, non sequitur. Logic does not follow. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the, the step using the guilt trip angle, mm. right? And so there'll, there'll be some articles, I think, that, you know, they'll, oh, they'll yeah, be able yeah, to yeah. like, you know, if you love your mother, then you would do this, Because right? otherwise she'll die or whatever. And it's yeah. like, that's fucked. And Leave then people's moms out of this. The next step is to figure out how are you going to send it. Are you going to use the mail and pay money for stamps? <laughs> what are is you it, going, 1943? Are you going to email it? Are you going to post it on a, as a comment? Like, keep posting it on, spamming on, on Instagram posts. Oh, yeah. Right? Do people do Instagram chain people, letters? Basically, any, like, anywhere where... Where you can comment? Uh, where, anywhere you can comment, wow. they do it now, yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to go on Instagram and try to find some now. <laughs> the funny thing is, it says, obviously you don't want to post chain letters on WikiHow because your comment may be removed. <laughs> WikiHow is like, take that shit elsewhere. Step six is literally just send it. Yes. Yeah. And step seven is be patient. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> It takes a long time for a chain letter to spread to many people. You yourself may have to send it to many people to get it going because many people don't obey the orders in a chain letter. What I love, though, is like it even includes sample chain letters. So mm-hmm. here's one. This is an emotional one. There was a boy who loved a girl, and she loved him back. Neither knew about it. They go to school every day and pass each other in the hallways, wishing they had the courage to speak up but never mustering it. Mm-hmm. She was on the debate team and he thought, and thought he found her dorky. He played on the football team and thought she found him to be a dumb jock. This went on week after week, month after month, until they graduated and moved away from each other. They dreamed about each other constantly and wondered where the other was. Oh my god. So, this is like the beginning of a chain letter that I've seen in several different ways. Yeah. And usually it's, it'll be like, they found each other and they lived happily ever after. Other times it's like, he was pretending, like people were talking shit about her and he was pretending to go along with it. And then she overheard and he felt really bad and he was trying to call her, but then... She wasn't picking up, and then he went home and found her, and she was dead. You know, that kind of thing, right? But this one was basically, like, you know, he joined the Marines, and she, you know, went on with her life, and she was a reporter, and she, you know, she was in the, she was in, like, the battle or whatever, Mm. and bullets started flying, and she saw this handsome young man and realized it was him, and so she tackled him so he wouldn't get hit by a grenade, and then, what is the reporter doing in a place where grenades are being thrown? Right, and then it's like, and then he realized, like, this person saved her, his life, and he rolled her over and realized she was it was the dead. girl. But she's dead. Oh. Oh. And then, Just talk to your crushes. It's not that hard. Like, it is hard, but, like, you can do it. So their sample scary letter, who <laughs> boy, starts out like this. If you're reading this, <laughs> then you've already started the chain reaction. There's no going back. Oh, fudgesicles. <laughs> This is why I don't read. This is why I don't read. I'm an English teacher and I don't read because that's how there's, they get no, you. there's no going back when you start reading. <laughs> Please, like, get that really nicely, like, embroidered on a pillow. There's or, no like, going back. engraved on a plate that you can put in your classroom. There's no going back once you start to read. Honestly? Yeah. Honestly, I should do that. Really I'll make should. a poster. I'm only somewhat kidding. Yeah, like yeah. a motivational poster where yeah. it's like a beautiful sunrise. Or like, you know, like the banners, right? Oh, yeah. So I like just print it on a bunch of eight and a half by 11s and tape them together and then laminate them. <laughs> and kids are like, there's no... Co- oh, what the oh. fuck? <laughs> Once you start reading, you can't stop. Now send this book to seven people. <laughs> That's what our chain letter should be. It's just like an aggressive reading campaign. Oh my God. To get people to read. Well, I should do that in my classroom. Oh, yeah. I'll make one of those like really obnoxious signs, but like use emojis yes. after everything. Like send send your uh, you know send a book recommendation to seven of your friends, and you'll have good luck. If you don't, and also get good grades in your English class. Bill Smith didn't send a book recommendation to seven of his friends. And Mr. Durant failed him. He flunked out of Mr. Rand's class, <laughs> and then nothing became of him. And now he's sad and alone because he couldn't make a book recommendation. <laughs> All right, so let's... We've got it. We've, we've got it. We've done it. This is our award-winning formula. All right, the events I'm about to warn you about... <laughs> Damn it. They're all so well-written. ...will definitely unfold, even if you close this email now. The, I'm going to close it! <laughs> the best you can do now is read on carefully and follow my instructions. Don't tell me the reading. The reason this is happening to you is unfair, but it's beyond anyone's control. It's unfair. <laughs> 
This all started because of Jessica Brown. Yeah, Jessica Brown. Jessica Brown lived in southern Louisiana on the shores of Lake Catherine. She lived with her mother and father and next door to her uncle. The house she lived in had a small cellar with various odd items. Uh Tools, cans of tomato paste, old (laughs) furniture. Some of those things are odd items. Some of those are food storage. Right? (laughs) It was ordinary in every way except that once a year, every year, on the same day as the year before, no shit, um, (laughs) a blinding blue light would flash from the cellar. The family had never been able to figure out what caused the light and had grown accustomed to it. And they had no questions. They had no questions. Sure. Until one year, the flash damaged little Jessica's vision. Her parents called an electrician who showed up and looked at the wiring in the cellar. He said that everything looked fine as it always did. He told Jessica's parents that he's been checking that same cellar in the last uh, the last 40 years as long as he's been an electrician. That's an old-ass electrician. Right? Like, even if he started when he was 20, like, get it, man. Yeah. Every family that has lived there would call him about the blue light. He finally admitted that the head electrician before him went to that house 40 years ago and died from a surge of electricity that charged through him and flooded the house with a flash of blue light. So every year on that same date, the bright blue light flashed, but had never harmed anyone before. The family tried to move on with their lives and tell themselves that the electrician was just a booze hound making up stories <laughs> since he didn't know what was wrong with the wiring in the cellar. Wow, um, Judgy McJudderson. okay. Let the electrician live. Right? One day, Jessica's mother was cooking and asked little Jessica to grab a few cans from the cellar. Sure. Probably tomato-based. Probably. Jessica obliged. Her mother heard the little pitter-patter of Jessica's footsteps going down the cellar stairs, and then, strangely, the cellar door slammed shut. It was odd, but Jessica's mother assumed it was a gust of wind and continued chopping onions. <laughs> Jessica's mother jumped and dropped her knife at the sound of her daughter's blood-curdling scream. She yelled for her husband, and they pulled and pulled on the door until it flew open. Across the room, just beneath the little window with moonlight shining on her, stood little Jessica. Her mother called out to her, and Jessica walked slowly towards the door. Her parents looked at her bewildered, searching her little face for an explanation. All the blood had drained from her face, and her knuckles were scraped and splintered. Are we sure that all the blood had drained out and it wasn't just tomato paste? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a man, and he stood this high off the ground, said Jessica, gesturing a flat palm about two feet off the ground. It's like he was there, but he wasn't there. Her parents stared nervously at the cellar door. He looked at me... And he hated me, she said in a tone too far serious for her age. Her parents were shaken, but told Jessica that it was dark and her eyes were playing tricks on her. They bolted the cellar door shut, hung a curtain over it, and placed a large bookshelf in front of it. But every night after that... Too much decoration, just do one of those things. Just do one of those things. (laughs) Every night after that, her parents would wake to the deafeningly loud sound of crashing wood and find Jessica in the corner of the cellar, unaware of how she came to be there. Finally fed up, Jessica's father bricked up the wall over the cellar. Months later, on the day when the family would normally see the flash of intense blue light, um, the neighbors heard the terrible screams of the entire family. The police arrived to find brick and mortar outside of their house, apparently having flown out from the front window. They clambered over the rubble and threw the house and into the cellar. They say two officers who responded left the police force that day after the discovery. Inside the cellar, the two bodies of Jessica's parents were found stretched and mangled, twisted like wires with the home's electrical wiring in the drywall. Jessica was nowhere to be found and has never been sighted since. Her neighbors, however, reported to the electrician seeing a blue flash of light from the attic the night of the murders. The attic? Yeah. It is said okay. the damned soul of the tormented electrician escaped Jessica's home that night and seeks nothing but to torment the living souls of the world he's trapped in. If you don't pass this letter along to five other people in the next 24 hours, your home will be plagued and you too will have to be untangled from the wiring. What? I'm confused as to how the light went from the cellar to the attic. I think he finally he finally he escaped. just like shot up through yeah. the attic part. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess that one's very confusing. There's yeah. there's too much electricity. Too much electricity. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are you ready for one? Of I'm mine? ready for one of yours. Okay, so this is Teddy. Teddy started out as a chain letter, so that's how old Teddy is. Oh good. But it eventually genuinely became a chain email. All of these, by the way, are from my favorite website, scaryforkids.com. I have two stories from it too. I'm it's so excited. The best website because it's scary for kids and scary for Sasha's. Alright, so hi, I am Teddy. I am seven years old. I have no eyes and blood all over my face. I am dead. If you don't send this to at least twelve people, I will come to your house at midnight and I'll hide under your bed. When you're asleep, I'll kill you. Don't believe me? Case, I forgot that this is the name. <laughs> Making myself laugh. Case number one. Patty Buckles. Patty Buckles. <laughs> Got this email. <laughs> Patty Buckles. 
Patty Buckles. Patty Buckles. Well, she didn't believe in chain letters. Foolish Patty. She was sleeping when her TV started flickering on and off. Now she's not with us anymore. Ha ha, Patty. Ha ha. You don't want to be like Patty, do you? <laughs> I do want to. Her name's Patty Buckles. Her name like, is Patty Buckles. She's winning already. Oh my god. Case two. George M. Simon hated chain emails, but he didn't want to die that night. He sent it to four people. Not good enough, George. Now, George is in a coma. We don't know if he'll ever wake up. Ha ha, George. Ha ha. Now, do you want to be like George? Case. Amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And it gets dumber. Because, like, like, there's another, there's one that's even dumber than this one that I have. Anyway. Oh, my God. Case number three. Valerie Tyler got this chain email. Just another chain letter. Or so she thought. Only had seven people to send to. Well, that night when she was having a shower, she saw a bloody figure in the mirror. She got the biggest fright of her life. Good. Valerie is scarred for life. Good. Case four. Derek Mintz was a smart person. He sent it to 12 people. Later that day, he found a $100 bill on the ground. He was promoted to head manager at his job, and his girlfriend agreed to marry him. Now he and his wife are living happily ever after. They have two beautiful children. And I put in my notes, the real evil is capitalism. <laughs> And then the letter lists out the consequences for not sharing the good word of Teddy. If you send it to zero people, you're going to die. One to six people, you're going to be injured. Seven to 11 it's people. It's like he's negotiating with us. I mean, yeah. you like. J I don't need to know that like I can send it to fewer people and not die. Like, If I send it to seven to 11 people, I'll get the biggest fright of my life. So I'm going to send it to seven fake email addresses and just be scared one time. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Teddy. I'm scared all the time. I, you're not special. You're not special, Teddy. <laughs> Everything scares me, Teddy. Everything is scary. <laughs> anyway, do what Teddy says. And you have to share the link before midnight. Otherwise, Ooh. bad things happen. So if you get it at like 11.50, I don't, I don't think he gives you an extension. <laughs> I've got one also from Scary for Kids. Woo! Called Saki. Spooky. All right. The Saki chain letter tells the story of a deformed Japanese girl who took her own life because of bullying. Sure. They say she's looking for revenge and kills anyone who does not share her story. So this one was translated from the original Japanese. Amazing. Um, story and so and then like passed around so basically the scary for kids <laughs> disclaimer was warning if you don't want to share the link to this page do not read it like, <laughs> challenge accepted all right spoiler alert scary for kids i'm not sharing any of it this is dangerous sorry for <laughs> posting it so <laughs> i'm sure in Jesus japanese Christ. it's probably like uh no, no, <laughs> so this is a photo <laughs> so and they put this like really creepy doll photo or whatever sure. on it right classic so this is a photo of a japanese girl who was in junior high school at the age of false that's not a real human that's <laughs> not a real human this is just a doll that's with, clearly a it's doll. clearly a fake at the age of 14 she committed suicide because of bullying Sad. again clearly fake yeah her name was saki and she was born with a severe deformity she only had one large bulbous eye she kept her face covered with her long black hair to hide her shame i i don't i, I shouldn't laugh but when you said one large, large bulbous, bulbous eye, eye, I thought of Mike from Monster City. <laughs> basically, imagine Mike with but a wig. with, like, long emo hair. Like, basically with a girl from, from the, the ring's, ring's hair. hair. Yeah. It was just a really funny mental image. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. That, they scare because they care. <laughs> from the time she started school, she had to endure bullying because of her appearance. Every day, the kids in her class made fun of her and called her horrible names. Not only did she suffer bullying in school, but she was also bullied by anonymous people on the internet, because this is a very modern story. Sure. They left vile and disgusting comments on her social media pages. Some of them even told her to kill herself because she was too ugly to live. Oh, that's nice. Right? Be nice to people on the internet. Yeah, dickheads. Finally, she couldn't take it anymore. One day, instead of going back to school, she climbed up to the top of an abandoned building and tied a rope around her neck. Then, after she had scribbled a quick note, she jumped off the edge. The force of the fall yanked off her head and it was tossed in the air. <laughs> Her body was discovered lying on the ground in a pool of blood. Her head was never found. <laughs> on the roof of the abandoned building, they found the suicide note she left behind. It simply read, thank you for all the pain. I'm sorry for laughing. It's okay. Because it's supposed the to be scary. The mental image of but seeing the, the head just, like, head popping off, off like, like a Barbie. <laughs> like, what? And it never was found. It just flew off to be with its own kind. Bar Barbie is better because I was thinking, like, a cork from, like, a <laughs> champagne bottle. And... <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> When Saki's mother heard the news about her daughter's death, she was devastated. Makes sense. Yeah. But then she found out the reason for her daughter's suicide and was outraged and immediately went looking for those responsible. Uh-oh. She wrote a message and sent it to all the students and teachers in the junior high school. Here is the message the mother sent. 
Are you the one who killed my precious Saki? Are you the hateful person who took my daughter's life? If you are, Saki will have her revenge on you. You will die just as she died. Send this to 10 people in the next 24 hours. If you do not, it means that you have a guilty conscience and you are one of those vile people who bullied her. Saki will know. Saki will come. Saki will kill. The guilty must be punished. Within days, every student had received the message. Ten of them were found dead under mysterious circumstances. Whoa. Their heads had been torn off their bodies. They were all... Were the heads found? <laughs> I don't know. They it fly off into the sky. Pew! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to go. My people need me. <laughs> That's exactly how I want to go. My last words will be, my people need me, and then my head's just going to separate from my body like a cork. <laughs> they were all students of, who were guilty of bullying Saki. None of them had forwarded the message. <gasps> At first, the police suspected Saki's mother. They arrested her and took her down to the station for questioning. However, in the end, they had to release her because there was no evidence against her. There were numerous witnesses who had been with her at the time of the murders. As more and more people forwarded the message, it made its way around the internet. Here's the experience of one person who received it. One day, my friend and I received this message on our phones. My friend was scared by it, but I found it amusing. He wanted to forward the message, but although he was reluctant, I convinced him not to send it. That night, while I was sleeping, I heard a strange sound that woke me up. I saw a hideous young girl standing at my bedroom window. She was staring down at me with her one big eye. I immediately grabbed my phone and forwarded the message. The girl vanished before my eyes. I was so scared, I couldn't go back to sleep. The next day, I found out that my friend had died. He was murdered in his bed. I didn't believe it before, but now I do. If you don't want to be a victim, please, everyone, forward this message. This one gets around the problem that I routinely have with chain emails, which is, well, how do we know? Right. Like, because it's like, they didn't forward it, and now they're dead, and it's like, how do I know any of that is true? Right. I only have your word for it, and who are you? Other than Mike Wazowski in a wig. Right. So share this link to scaryforkids.com with your friends within the next 24 hours. If you don't, Saki will know and she will find you. That's fine. Whether you believe it or not is up to you. Saki will come. We'll have some yuzu sake. Yeah, it'll be fine. Well, I'll be like, have you seen Monsters, Inc.? It's going to make you feel a lot better about your giant eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have another one from scaryforkids.com. Yes. This is called Sally Stitch. Oh, good. Ashley sat alone in her apartment, bored. When her unemployment dwindled her meager savings, she had to cut the cable, and none of her friends were responding to her instant messages. Oh, no. She decided to entertain herself the old-fashioned way. She started composing a chain email. Oh, good. Long ago, there lived a little girl in a small town at the foot of a mountain, Ashley wrote. She was very shy and had no friends. Her hair hung in front of her face, and the strange look of it made the villagers distrust her. It's just hair. It's just hair. She didn't even have a giant eyeball. She just had hair. She just had hair. Calm down. One day while walking home, the little girl was cornered by the village children. They taunted her and threw rocks until the little girl raised up her arms and said, You will die in three days. She pointed to one of the boys, and the kids panicked and ran off. Oh, God. Three days later... The boy the little girl had pointed to took ill. He started vomiting blood and died en route to the hospital. The little girl was unfazed, though. She kept pointing at villagers and saying they would die in three days. Sure enough, all of them did. Oh, God. Two weeks later, the villagers had enough. This is not a good solution. Mm -hmm. The men in the village led the little girl into the town mine and trapped her in a secret chamber. You know. As you do. As you do. You know how all those mines have secret chambers? Uh Uh-huh. They went into that. Okay. Sure. They tied her to a a chair, and then one of the men pulled out a rusty sewing needle. Oh, no. This is not a good solution, still. They sewed the little girl's lips shut so she could never foretell another death. They sealed the mine closed forever. Ashley, pleased with herself, added the standard caveat. Send this to 12 people in the sender if you don't want the little girl to show up next to your bed tonight with a rusty needle. Ashley then sent the chain letter off, and over the course of the next day, she watched as 12 copies of the same email made their way back to her. Laughing at her friend's foolishness, Ashley went to bed. But in the middle of the night, she woke up in a cold sweat. There was a girly giggle from the corner, but Ashley didn't see anyone, so she went back to sleep. She never saw Sally Stitch or the Rusty Needle. I have a similar one. Similar one, but it's funny. Oh, I so mean, I would similar. argue this is, this is funny, funny too, but because this, this is chain letter inception. Yeah, can I see this for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to just confirm one thing. 
Yep, okay. Okay. So, this is from chainletters.net. It's called Goodbye Daddy. <laughs> okay. I found a couple of daddy ones, and I was like, oh, no. This <laughs> I is hope one. this doesn't awaken anything yeah. in me. Okay. <laughs> one night, a father overheard his son saying his prayers. God bless mommy. God bless daddy. God bless Grammy. Goodbye, grandpa. Kiss ass, shouted his dad. The father thought this strange, but soon forgot about it. The next day, grandfather died. <gasps> the son killed him. About a month later, the father heard his son saying his prayers again. God bless mommy. God bless daddy. Goodbye, Grammy. The next day... He's a fucking serial killer. The grandmother died. The father was getting more than a little worried. Two weeks later, the father overheard his son's prayers. God bless mommy. Goodbye, daddy. <laughs> that, was an almost, that was enough to almost give him a heart attack. And that's when the dad took the son and just yeeted, yeeted him. him right out the window. <laughs> Who's so, gonna die now, bitch? So dad got up real early to avoid the traffic, stayed at work through lunch and dinner. Finally, he went home after midnight, relieved to still be alive. I've heard this one. He apologized to his wife to, for being late, saying he had a very bad day at work. You think you had a bad day, his wife yelled. The mailman dropped dead on my doorstep this morning. <laughs> I didn't remember it until you got to the part where he was at work all day, and I was like, it's the mailman. It's the mailman. <laughs> And so that was amazing. The kid can predict people's deaths. And his dad was the mailman. His dad was the mailman. Because you can't trust women. Can't trust women if they're staying at home. It's true. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't don't. We're not being serious. Of course you can trust women. I was gonna say don't pass that on to seven people. Don't pass that on. Tell seven people they can trust women, and probably they shouldn't trust men. Let's be real. Anyway, you ready to hear about Carmen Winstead? I am. This one is actually legitimately kind of a bummer. Oh, damn. Yeah. Carmen Winstead, it's okay, but the two after this are kind of silly. Okay. But the last one I, is I have another silly. one that's kind of a bummer. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just bum everybody out. And then the next, like, we'll do all minutes. the like, really ridiculous the ones after. <laughs> the really dumb ones. Yeah. This one is still kind of dumb. Well, you'll yeah. see. Carmen Winstead moved to Indiana with her parents when she was 17. Her dad had lost his job back home, and the relocation was for his new job. But attending a new school her senior year of high school wasn't Carmen's dream. In fact, it quickly turned into a nightmare. Oh, no. You can tell I rewrote these because I got a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> she had a hard time making friends and was over the moon when she managed to stitch together a group of five close girlfriends. But things were about to get rougher for poor Carmen. These girls were not her friends at all. Oh, no. But instead, they were the meanest girls in school who had been spreading vile rumors about her. Oh, God. Carmen, being kind of a baller, confronted the girls. But unfortunately, it only emboldened the girls, who escalated to fully bullying Carmen outright. Ew. They stole her textbooks and wrote curse words on them. They dumped yogurt in her school bag, which, as I put in my notes, is both creative and gross. Jesus. Carmen couldn't take it anymore after an incident which saw her put her coat on and found the pockets full of dog shit. No! Which also means you guys have poop hands, so what the fuck? Yeah, where... Poop hands? Poop hands? I'm gonna mock you and your poop hands. Carmen resolved to tell the school, but before she could get to an administrator, the fire alarm sounded. Carmen filed out with the rest of the school, and the five mean girls saw an opportunity to strike. They circled her near an open manhole on school grounds and started crowding her. They pushed her, taunted her, and, with a final shove, Carmen fell down the manhole. The five girls started laughing, shouting, She's down in the sewer! But when a teacher looked down the manhole, what they saw was no laughing matter. Carmen's head was twisted at an odd angle, and her face was covered in blood. It was obvious nothing could be done for her. Carmen was dead. Yikes! First responders determined that she had hit the ladder on the way down, which, quote, tore her face off. Ah, That's the silly part. I'm like, I don't think that's Uh... a thing, because... Part of your face is like cartilage and bone, but yeah, okay. okay. And then landed on her head on the concrete below. The police questioned all the students, and the five girls lied in their statements. They said Carmen fell on accident, and the police believed them. Uh, Carmen's death was ruled an accident. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, this is how Pretty Little Liars starts. Spoiler alert. This is just me. This is how I get you to like learn about Pretty Little Liars, is I trick you. Uh-huh. Then, in a twist of fate I can only describe as it was probably 2003, Carmen's classmates started getting weird messages through their MySpaces. Yes. uh... The subject line? They pushed her. The messages detailed how Carmen died, as well as warning those reading that the guilty would be punished. Most ignored the message, but soon they couldn't ignore what was happening. 
The first of the five girls was taking a shower when she heard a strange laugh coming from the drain. She ran to her room and immediately went to bed. Five hours later, the girl's mother awoke to a loud sound reverberating through the house. She ran to check on her daughter, but found that the room was empty. The police would later discover the girl's grisly remains in a sewer near her home. Her neck was broken, and her face was missing. Just like Carmen. Fucking yikes. One by one, all five girls turned up dead in the same gruesome manner as Carmen. But the killing continued after the five perpetrators were brought to ghostly justice. Every student who believed Carmen had accidentally died was eventually found in a sewer, and scaryforkids.com makes it a point to say, covered in poop. Covered in poop! (laughs) With a broken neck and a torn off face. Yikes. But I feel like they undercut the scariness with the phrase covered in poop. As the legend goes, Carmen will get you from a toilet, shower, sink, or drain. You'll go to sleep, as I put on my notes, on the toilet, I guess, and wake up paralyzed in the sewer. You'll hear Carmen laugh as you scream, and then she'll tear your face off. Oh my god. And that's Carmen Winstead. Don't bully people. Also, you have poop hands, and you're covered in poop. I have another bummer, but kind of with some plumbing. (laughs) in this story. This it's is a plumber one of those, bummer. For those people who had MySpaces, the kind that you would plumber bummer. <laughs> I, was, I just was making a face at Sasha until she and, until my I hilarious joke. <laughs> I'm calling this episode plumber bummer. Plumber you bummer. can't stop me. <laughs> Send this to ten, seven friends or else the or plumber else bummer will get you. going to be a real plumber bummer. <laughs> this is the kind that you would like copy and paste and like put like in your blog or whatever oh, on yeah, MySpace, yeah. right? Like the posts or notes or whatever. Okay, so this is titled A Scary Way to Break Up. I don't believe this, but I got chill bumps. My best friend says chill bumps. So I would say that's bullshit, but genuinely, I think she generally calls them chili bumps, but she also calls grilled cheese sandwiches toasted cheese. I love her, but sometimes she's just wrong. Huh. (laughs) Email us at spoopower at gmail.com and tell us how you describe the little bumps on your arm when you're cold. I get goosebumps. Yeah, I call it goosebumps as well. I've also heard it referred to as chicken skin. Yes, I've heard chicken skin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. 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 All capital letters. A scary way to break <laughs> up with six exclamation points. Do not stop reading this or something bad will happen with 11 exclamation points. Something bad is going to happen if I keep reading yeah. it. One day, Sarah was walking home from school when her boyfriend drove by and honked at her to get in. Get she, in, loser. We're going shopping. He she said. got in his car and he drove her to the lake. Her boyfriend said he was going to tell her something very important. Sarah could have sworn he was going to propose. Okay, girl, you're in high school. Yeah, if he's proposing, the answer is no, because you're in high dial school. Dial it back. Yeah. Finish Calm school, your get your degree. Yeah, and if he doesn't want to marry you after you get your degree, then you dodged a fucking bullet. However, he flicked her off, pushed her in the lake, and yelled, I am breaking up with you, you awful, and then a bunch of dots. I'm um, guessing it's censored Censored, cussing. yeah, so maybe you awful fart. You awful bitch. You awful fart monster. (laughs) I hate you, and I think that maybe you should just end your blank word life, dumb blank, really long blank. Anyway. I'm trying to think of, like, all the old-timey swears that are just funny now. Yeah. But Um, I can't think of any. He laughed and drove off. That's a very strange way to break up with someone. You flip them off, and then you push them in a lake. That's how I do it. I don't understand. I I always have to be near a lake just in case I decide to break up with anyone. Right. So that I can then just, like, shove them into it. Did he shove her out of the moving car? No, no, no. They got out of the car, and he jumped back in the car and drove off. That's also assuming that you're going to run faster than your pissed-off soon-to-be ex. Yeah. Which I is not a bet I would make about myself. No, I'm not very fast. <laughs> he laughed and drove off. It was a very cold day. Sarah climbed out of the lake, freezing cold, and feeling the worst she had in her entire life. She went, went home, went in a hot bath, and killed herself and died in the hot tub. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Her parents yelled and screamed at her to get out until they finally broke the door down. They saw no body, but the entire bathroom was dripping with her blood. Her mom went insane and... Killed herself three days later. Okay, okay. Are we sure it wasn't tomato paste? No. Yeah, she, her body's gone and just blood. But Maybe not she got sprayed spread. by a skunk, and so she was doing Took a tomato, tomato paste. And then she just left because she was so humiliated. Yeah, she was yeah. like, I don't want anyone to smell my skunkiness. So killed herself three days later. Her dad is in prison, accused of murder. Later that week, Sarah's ex-boyfriend was sh- taking a shower when he, she came out of the drain. So this timeline is just all kinds of awful. <laughs> I'm very puzzled. I'm very puzzled. Taking a shower when she came from the drain, rotting and bloody with a razor in her hand, and said, Goodbye, Jason. 
She cut his throat before he could scream. If you do not repost this with the title, One Scary Way to Break Up, <laughs> you and one is just the number one. The number one. <laughs> you are a heartless blank. And Sarah... Come, butt face. And Sarah come to you in shower from drain and she will kill you the same way she kill her boyfriend. 20, My shower drain has a grate on it, so I'd like to see that. Yeah. 24 Pipple, PPL, <laughs> have broken this chain and died. You have 13 minutes. Wow. That's, that's short. short. And how many people do I have to send it to? Or I just have you to just post have to repost it. it on your MySpace. Oh, that's going to take me a lot longer because I do not remember my MySpace yeah. password. And I'm pretty sure I signed up with supersable13 at msn.com. <laughs> the, the funny thing is there's like another Sarah story hey. as well from the MySpace. And it's called A Really Scary Way to Lose Your Ability to See. You should <laughs> when your boyfriend breaks up with you, flips you off, and shoves you in a lake filled with acid. Right? <laughs> you really should read this because it's important for everyone to read this. Don't read this unless you can handle being really scared. That was in. This is so many different instructions. Right. What was... am I supposed to do? One do day, do Sarah was minding her business, surfing the internet, booking a flight to Maine, where because her father was ill. So I guess she was going to visit her dad in Maine. Sure. As she pointed and clicked, she started to smell something burning. She ran around the house but failed to find the source. As she sat back down at the computer desk, she noticed that the smoke was actually coming from the computer. Oh, I was going to guess that she was having a stroke. Because <laughs> yeah. you know that you yeah, smell you like smell burning smoke, toast? Yeah. yeah. She panicked and started running around her house, packing her clothes into a briefcase. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know why that's so funny to me, Un- but a briefcase? Unplug your computer and, and then, like... like Put in your clothes in a suitcase. suitcase. You dumb bitch. Or even like a plastic bag is yeah. better than a fucking briefcase. What? You can get two shirts in there and maybe a pair of undies. Right? Hooray. Hooray. You saved the day. Good job, Sarah. As she dialed 911 on the cell phone. <laughs> not her cell phone, just no. the cell phone. I don't know if your family ever had one. We had one cell phone when we first got a cell phone. Yeah. And like only my parents used it, but it was the, the cell, cell phone. phone. Yeah. She swung open the door and there it was. What? Tomato paste? An estranged ostrich, <laughs> of all things. Oh, I guess not her, what I was expecting. Her estranged ostrich? Like, how is it estranged? Is it lost? <laughs> Did it escape from the zoo? I well, you see, years ago, is she dated this ostrich. Is estranged the word you're looking for? You might not know what the word estranged is. I feel like this was written by a 12-year-old with access to a thesaurus, right. who was like... What's a better word than mysterious? And you know, when you put things into the thesaurus like four times and then it's like, this is a complete nonsense word, but you don't know, Mm -hmm. that's how you end up with an estranged ostrich. So an estranged ostrich was sitting on her front porch, drinking wine and smoking a cigar. Oh my God, that ostrich is living its best life. It's living its best life. (laughs) Startled, because apparently she's coming onto his turf. Yeah. I mean, if I were drinking wine and smoking a cigar and I were an ostrich, I'd be like, what the fuck? Get out of here. I'm enjoying myself. It violently pecked at Sarah in both of her eyes until she couldn't see, blinding her for life. Her children, because she has children, started screaming. Oh, this isn't a high school girl? No, this is just like... A person. A person. Not to say that high school girls aren't people, but I assumed it was like, she was like 14. That's why she put her clothes in a briefcase. Me too. (laughs) Her children started screaming. Ostriches take children screaming as a sign of food. So... What? fierce beast ate all of the children. Blood was (laughs) dripping everywhere. If you don't send this to at least 10 people in the next minute, your computer will begin to smoke and set your house on fire, and an ostrich will eat your children and peck out your eyes. I'm 100% not sending this because I want to meet that fucking ostrich. If you send this to 20 people, you'll still have your sight. However, the ostrich will eat your children and and possibly any cute pets like kittens or puppies (gasps) that are living in your house. I'm going to fight that ostrich. If you send this to 30 people, you'll die. I don't even know 30 people. But the funny thing is it says eventually and inevitably... (laughs) Because I guess we all die. So I guess the punishment is sharing it, so why would I share it? And then the weird thing is this last caveat. (laughs) Other than the smoking, drinking ostrich? Entire story. This is is where it takes a turn. 295 people have gotten AIDS by not sending it to 30 people. Excuse me? What? What in the AIDS crisis bullshit? Right? And then you have one minute. It just... I can't even name 15 people in one minute. Yeah. So, sorry, ostrich. I guess you're going to peck out my eyes and eat the kids I don't have. You're going to go to bed hungry tonight. If you try to eat my cat, motherfucker, I will wring your neck and I will make ostrich steaks. Yeah, girl. Yeah. So my that cat. was a that very was strange one. This one also involves somebody named Sarah. Okay, Sarah is just... All chain letters are about people named Sarah. Poor Sarah. <laughs> if you're named Sarah, stay safe. 
There once was a boy named John Smith who lived in Wisconsin and, because you can tell I rewrote this one too, was about as boring as his name. Yeah, I was going to say, is this the guy who, like, Pocahontas Pocahontas and gave diseases to everyone? No, that would be the truly scary story. (laughs) Anyway, per the legend, he liked scary emails and pop-ups. Okay. Who likes likes pop-ups? What's wrong with you? Like... Have you heard about, like, good hobbies, like coloring and Mad Libs and y- yogurt? Going for a walk? I think I meant yo-yoing. <laughs> yogurt? <laughs> in your backpack? <laughs> in 2019? <laughs> Click here to find out. <laughs> That's what the pop-ups. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not late at night, but you'd think it was. <laughs> anyway... John would send them all along to everyone he knew. He even sometimes liked to make them and uh, like make he them used, up entirely and he, send them to people to scare them. He used that WikiHow article. He did. He probably wrote the WikiHow article. He did. <laughs> Thanks, it was John by Smith. John Smith. <laughs> One day in November 2007, lol, he got an email that alleged to be from two young girls called the Smith sisters. I was my, I was a senior in high school. They said that they were his older sisters, and years ago they lived in his house. But John knew he was an only child, so he responded to the sisters and told them as much. The next day, he received a chilling message with photo attachments. Oh, jeez. This is the first. I like this, the font. Myself. Murdered anonymously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of two smiling blonde girls, and it says, The Smith Sisters, murdered anonymously. <laughs> but in, like, a really goofy font. Like, a great font. Like, my high school best friend, that was her designated AIM font. That's so funny. Yeah, so I see that, and I'm like, oh, she's messaging me. <laughs> <laughs> in the email, the girls told him that they were his older sisters, but in 1993, they were murdered in his very house, and that the bedroom that was now his had been theirs. What the fuck? Why didn't his parents move? Why didn't his parents tell them? Whatever. Whatever. We have a lot of questions. This is some shitty parenting. They were killed by a crazed murderer who broke into the house. Jesus. Their bodies were found in the bedroom closet. They had been skinned alive and no one heard them scream. And I, there what was the another fuck? one that I read and did not include that also was about being skinned alive. And I'm like, what is with being skinned alive? <laughs> who does that? Anyway. Uh, no one heard them scream. The killer was never found. Also, in the original version, it says, and the case was closed. And I'm like, they don't close unsolved cases. No, they don't. They leave them open forever and they become cold cases, but they don't close them unless they have an answer. Right. But okay, person who clearly knows nothing about murder. Sure. The girls went on in the email to say they were angry that everyone was forgetting about them now that the case was closed. They were angry that their parents had started over with a new baby and forgotten them too. And they were angry that John didn't know about them. John responded, telling them to go to hell, and he didn't believe the phony newspaper clipping they sent him. Right. Five minutes later, he got a reply. If you don't believe us, look in the bedroom closet. That was the last email found on John's computer. Police weren't able to trace the source of the messages. On the floor in the bedroom closet, (laughs) police found notes carved in the hardwood. The first read Lisa and Sarah, 1993. The second read John. 2007. Yikes. The day after receiving the emails, John's parents found his body in the closet. He was dead, and he had been skinned alive. What the fuck? Dun dun dun! And that's the Smith sisters murdered anonymously. (laughs) Chain email. There's one that I said was called, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights before we started recording? And you were like, oh, classic. Well, this is a different one. (laughs) One year, so this this is, the whole letter is written in capital letters. Mm Mm-hmm. This is not a joke, and all the exclamation points have asterisks between them. Oh, for emphasis. God. One year in camp, <laughs> period. The first year I was a counselor in you camp, I went out a whole lot. As I was about to leave the camp, a cool breeze came over the night sky, so I went back to my bunk to get a sweater. When I got back in the bunk, all the lights were out, so I just went to my bed, which was right next to the door, and grabbed my sweater. I came back very early in the morning. So, uh, seven hours after my curfew. So she probably stayed out all night with, like, the cool counselors or Ooh. whatever, you know. And, like, you it's know, like, that smoking and drinking ostrich counselor. Right? I'm, I was thinking about, like, the beginning of Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I was approaching my bunk... Is I, this Wet Hot American Summer? If it was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Friday the 13th, isn't that the, the one yeah. with the summer camp? I don't know. I don't watch scary movies. I don't either, but I know one... I think it's the one with Jason. That's Friday the 13th? Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 As I was approaching my bunk, I saw lights flickering. As I turned the corner to my bunk, there were police cars everywhere. And as I went into my bunk, on the ceiling written in blood was, Aren't you glad you did not turn on the lights? 
I ran out of the bunk asking the police what had happened. He said, your friend was killed. I asked him, how do you know? He said, because your friend had a knife in her stomach. Then I remembered when I was at her house two years ago and we were online, she got a chain letter that said, if you don't pass this chain letter to 10 people in the next two years, you will die. I guess these things are true. So if so you want to le- live, you better send this to 10 people in the next two years or else. In the next two years. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, did she go back through two years of emails to find this one? I mean, I guess. Yikes. That's the punishment in and of itself. From scaryforkids.com. A yes. collection of short little ones called Death Chain. Yeah. And so... Isn't that an anime? They're all I terrible... Yeah, and it's funny, the thing is they used a character from Death Note as their, their picture. Nice. So these are all, like, really stupid ones. Sure. So, for example, the one called Matchet. And like Hatchet or, like, we'll the matching out. game? Hi, my name is Ashley. Hi, Ashley. I died on August 15, 2010. Aww. My dad came home drunk and was yelling at me. I ignored him and went to bed. I woke up and felt pain in my leg. Then I saw that my dad was stabbing me with a knife on my leg until I died. Jesus. Just her leg. Just her leg. Your dad sucks, but also is not good at stabbing people. Two months later, a boy read this and ignored it, but thought I was hot. That night I kissed... Yeah, I don't know. That night I kissed him, put a rose on him, and sliced his neck with a matchet. What's a matchet? What's a matchet? I don't know. Later, a girl got this and cried and sent it. That night I watched her to see if any harm came and gave her a wish. If you don't send this to five people, I'm going to hide until you sleep and then kill you. Can I wish to know what a matchet is? I guess. What the fuck is that? What is a matchet? Is it like a hatchet? hatchet? Does she mean a hatchet? I think she means a hatchet. What the fuck? Then there's Rusty Fork. <laughs> Same. When I am 10 years old. When I was little, my parents cut off my body parts with a rusty fork and threw them in the garbage. How? If you don't send this to five other people, I will come into your bedroom at exactly 11.37 p.m. and cut off your body parts with a rusty fork. Better start the copying and pasting. Joke's on you. I'm never in bed at 11.37. Also, like, I for sure am, but... I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to wake up and overpower you if you're trying to get through my meaty limbs with a fork. Unless I, it's the world's biggest and sharpest fork, which it isn't because it's rusty. Right. And so... Then, and I'm up on my tetanus shot. And you're up on the tetanus shot. Set. The one that I love... like, And so the rest of these, I don't care about the stories because they're all very badly written as like the last <laughs> one was. But the, the, the consequences get really specific. So case number one. Mikey was going down the street when all of a sudden he remembered he forgot to send this death chain to one person. He crossed the street and got shot by four bullets and got hit by a flying chainsaw. What? What? Case number two, George was in his bedroom looking up death chains on his laptop. All of a sudden, he saw me standing in the doorway. I started calling his name, and then I took an axe and chopped his head off. Don't you mean a matchet? A matchet. And then another one was, a girl named Emma got this chain letter and saying if she didn't send it to five people by midnight, she would get her head chopped off, and she clicked delete. Big mistake. At At 12... I'm assuming midnight. The lights <laughs> <At> flickered. <noon. laughs> and she heard the door slam. She ran to the kitchen and saw a man standing there with a knife. He stabbed her six he- times and chopped her head off. He never came to the house. She never came out of the house again. He dumped her body and no one ever found her. So she did go out of the so house. So she did go out of the house. Just as a corpse. Yeah. That's inaccurate. That's inaccurate. We stand for accuracy on Spoop Hour. <laughs> All right. So you want to do yours and yeah. then I'll do my final stupid one. This one is supposed to be spooky. <laughs> But because it is really dumb and poorly written, it is not. So this chain letter for sure sounds like a four-year-old wrote it. And so in my notes I put, I only rewrote it to the extent to correct the grammar so I could read it. I wanted to stay true to the toddler who penned it originally. (laughs) So, So shout out to that toddler who should not be listening. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Clarissa. She was 10 years old and lived in a mental hospital because she killed her mom and dad. She got so bad, she tried to kill all the staff of the hospital, so the government decided to get rid of Clarissa before she could harm again. Oh my god. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Clearly a four-year-old wrote this. They set up a special room to kill her as humanely as possible. What the fuck? But it went horribly wrong, and Clarissa was in agony for hours until she finally died. Now every week on the day of her death... Jesus. I Every week? I Yeah, uh, on I guess. The day, so, like, she died on a Monday, so every Monday? Yeah, she returns to the person that reads this chain letter every Monday night at 12 a.m. But which 12 a.m.? Is it the one that, like, ticks over from Sunday into Monday? Or the 12 a.m. that's technically Tuesday? Clarissa, you 10-year-old. I don't think you thought this through. Eastern? Oh, that's true. Pacific? Central? Yeah. Hawaii? Daylight's... <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Standard? Like, come on, Clarissa, we have questions. 
She creeps into your room and kills you slowly and painfully if you don't send this to ten other people. Jenny didn't. And the next Monday night, she awoke to Clarissa standing next to her bed with a huge knife. The end. The end. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. I just love, she got so bad, she tried to kill all the staff at the hospital, and the government decided to get rid of her. Oh, my God. That's not how any of this works. Oh, my God. That's straight up, like, little kid bullshit of, like, and she was really bad. And so then the secret agents came, and they tried to punish her. The end. The end. So this last (laughs) one, I thought, was going to be scary, because the... Beginning starts out with, you will die dead if you stop reading, in all capital letters, and the letter U spelled with just the, or the the word U U spelled with just the letter U. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna die dead, y'all. This one also has very little punctuation, so I'll do my best. It's all written in lowercase letters. (laughs) Did Clarissa write hers too? (laughs) So there was this bunny named Elf, and he had an owner (laughs) His name was Elf. His name was Elf, and he had an owner named Benny, and Benny loved the rabbit. Okay. One day, the rabbit and Benny was taking for a walk, and then they ran into the number two. Sure. A girl who also walked with her bunny, and its name was Cammie. Her her name was Beth. I guess the girl's name is Beth. Is is Benny Lenny? No. Beth and Benny went to start to the number two, started dating... And they one day they were having unprotected sex and weren't what? watching their bunnies like good pet owners should be. Then the rabbits both ate hand grenades and exploded. Then their bu- exploded bunny parts were buried, but the bunny parts turned into smaller bunny babies and clawed their way form, I think probably from, the ground, yeah. and attacked people who have unprotected sex. <laughs> if you don't pass this along to... To, the number two. Sure. To 12,000 people, bunnies will bite your penis off and they will bite your vagina off too. The number two. Sure. And then they'll eat your eyeballs until they can drink your eye socket blood. I broke this chain letter and now I'm died. <laughs> what a masterpiece. What a I just, I don't know what my favorite part is. Is it that the rabbits ate a hand grenade? Is it that they were having unprotected sex in a room with hand grenades? <laughs> I just, there are so many good There's so many questions. Oh, man, I need a part two. bite off your penis, but also bite your vagina. Bite your vagina off. I don't know how. How? I don't know. Are we talking? I think it was, your penis gets bitten off, but your your vagina vagina stays intact, but it got bitten. But gets bitten by a rabbit? Yeah. Just, like, cover your vagina. It's not hard. Wear pants. What's the bunny gonna do? Bunnies have unprotected sex all the time. Yeah, that's how bunnies live. work. <laughs> bunnies are like the poster child for unprotected sex. So listen here, you Puritan rabbits. Get out of here. Also, don't eat hand grenades. How did a bunny eat a hand grenade? I'm just thinking, like, did it unhinge its also, jaw? Also, send it to 12,000 people. Oh my god. I didn't, and now I'm died. Now I'm died. Now I'm died. <laughs> gonna die when I'm dead. Uh, anyway. You'll die dead. Thanks for listening to Spoop Hour. Now I'm died. Now I'm died. Send this episode to seven friends. <laughs> Email us your favorite... Or you favorite... will die dead. <laughs> Email us your favorite chain letters that you've gotten. I will not talk about the one that traumatized no, me No, that one was kid. upsetting. That was upsetting, but... Now I'm traumatized if, and I'm an adult. Uh, if you know the story... The chain. If you ever got the chain email about the sick girl who got brownies and her boyfriend dumped her for her best friend... Email us at spoophour at gmail.com or tweet at us at spoophour because I need to know if anyone else in this country also got the same email. <laughs> one person said it to you. It, it was, was just a targeted you behavior. Very strange email. <laughs> and now I'm dead. And now I'm died dead. Now I'm died dead. Murder. Obsession. Addiction. Panic. Schizophrenia. Mania. Violence. Survival. I'm Kate. As a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, I was in the middle of a lot of those experiences. It was my job to come up with an explanation for how the hell did we get here and what happens next. And I'd like to share some of those stories with you. Just make sure that you're ready. Because sometimes after I'm done, you'll think, I felt better before I knew that. You can find Ignorance Was Bliss under IWB Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.